Hello listeners hope you all are doing great out there welcome back to our podcast cycling by cyclub the first mental health club of punjab university i arsh and i akanksha are your host for today today we will talk about mindfulness but wait before we begin we will like to introduce you to our guests for today so our guests for today are dr harshmeet and miss manpreet Dr Harshmeet holds a doctorate in psychology from Punjab University Chandigarh. She is a mental health and wellness coach. She is the founder of The Bloom Mental Health Awareness Platform. She delivers wellness based training programs in which she talks about mindfulness as an essential component of a happier life. Ms Manpreet holds a certification in life coaching by Ma- Robbins Madins. She is a London based life coach. She is the founder of Manpreet Core Coaching. She too believes in the power of in transforming lives and delivers wellness and training programs to diverse groups, teens, adults, working parents and so on. Okay, so let's get started with our first question here. What is mindfulness actually to you? So mindfulness so basically I have always been interested to know that you know how are some people uh, so strong or to say so neutral in the middle of life's ups and downs while others are so vulnerable so as a psychologist my job is to bring people from vulnerability to resiliency by that i mean to say that i believe in nourishing uh, those qualities that make them resilient so the journey started when i got enrolled into my phd in 2013 so i was selecting an interest area for my phd synopsis so i was studying the negative uh, effects on adolescents well being what could be some some of the psychological variables that that can affect their well being negatively so i was studying about you know stress difficulty with emotions anger sadness low self esteem and so on so while i was studying the negative effects i also came across uh, some of the articles when i digged deep into review of literature that <clears throat> how can they flourish how can people flourish how can adolescents well being uh, be better so because at the end of the day uh, i have an implication on my of my study and also if i get into a setting i have to dig deep into coping strategies that i, I can offer to people so i came across certain studies on resilience and mindfulness and so on i read more and more about it and i felt i read that cultivating mindfulness can help people lead a happier life but how my question to myself was is there any gene that you know we need to nourish that gene so then i read that you know genes they also express themselves differently it's not that if we are carrying a gene of an anger it is going to be expressed naturally automatically it will express itself only if i react so we have the power to change our thoughts and emotions by harnessing mindfulness this is what i read 
so my interest into this field grew even more stronger so i started to think <laughs> that you know i started reading more researches about it i came across this very influential research <clears throat> which was done by killingsworth et al in 2010 and the study was done on american adults so these adults they were being asked three questions so their three questions were first was the researcher had texted them texted thousands of american adults what are you doing right now the second question to them was where is your mind right now and the third was how happy or happy are you and they were surprised to see the data 47% of those adults they were found not paying attention to what they were doing and also they reported that they felt less happy when they found out that they were not paying attention to that they had to check off they for the first question you know what are you doing right now they were so lost that they had to scroll their list of activities to know what they were doing at that moment so we are highly challenged by distractibility most of the times we judge ourselves others our work our life and almost everything that we do we are always thinking of becoming perfect in everything attaining perfect health having perfect relations perfect workplace and so on the thing is that we are not supposed to be perfect so let me just tell you first that what mindfulness is not mindfulness is not a tool that is going to make us perfect that's not possible but it is definitely a tool so you know according to this researcher and a psychiatrist cabet zinn who came up with the most appropriate definition for mindfulness is it is uh, mindfulness is purposely paying attention to the present moment by keeping a non-judgmental attitude so with this tool perfection is not going to be possible it is limitless and we are not limitless beings so what is possible through it is transformation so we are all adaptable i read uh neuroscience researches neuroscience based researches so where they are saying davidson et al is constantly saying making us believe that our brains are constantly changing we all are adaptable we all have an ability to grow to learn more and from mistakes we all can change and as a part of my job i see how people transform i found this tool to be quite effective and also you know when i was attending uh, a workshop in 2016 on mindfulness i had enrolled myself for 8 days training there was somebody coming from us she was a mindfulness uh, trainer so i got into her workshop just to know what this concept is since i was already doing my thesis where i had this where i had selected this variable so i heard her saying you know the definition of mindfulness telling us about our monkey mind which is all always wandering here and there she shared with us some of the techniques to reduce distress and how can we practice this in our daily lives 
so when i was hearing this i felt honestly i felt that i already knew this and you know being a sikh <laughs> i have gotten an opportunity to read the holy scripture which talks about how to attain the state of anand which is a state of happiness and all happiness comes from inside i have been hearing this how to be carefree i have been reading this how can we differently respond to things in life to lead a happier life how our pleasure and pain you know they can uh, they can be viewed as neutral parts of our life so uh, i have been very familiar with it i this is what i felt but still you know my journey was there till reading about it reading more and more texts on it reading papers on it but yes after that workshop i questioned myself that if i was familiar with it was i really practicing it no i was not so recently you know in the beginning of 2020 so i had developed some health concerns i could no longer feel energetic the way i used to be and i am young i am i am i was in my early 30s i i was 30 years old actually yes when i started having my physical health concerns i'm 32 right now also last year soon the pandemic had hit in and i had to stop my hospital training which was going on for which i had to be you know physically present there and somehow they had said that interns will not be allowed so the physical health made me feel terrible but worse was the fear of my career in this unpredictable circumstance i was feeling low and i felt that you know being at home i don't have any way to get on a job i felt that i do not have enough tools to cope up with my psychological concerns so what should i do so i began to search for something that is going to help me to deal with myself to my with my physical health as well as with my psychological health yeah so i started to i decided to do meditation you know mindfulness is a quality that is available to us we can all pay attention to the present moment right yes but sometimes it does not come to us naturally so yes we can cultivate it we do not need to have a gene for it and since our brains are constantly changing we can rewire our brain and thus our mind we can learn to respond differently we can break the habit of reacting to every situation so i decided that it is not coming to me naturally although i'm reading about it so i need to cultivate this so i decided to do meditation in the morning which i felt would you know bring peace to me and since you know as i told you that i had a fond fond interest since my childhood to dig deep into the holy scripture that i have so due to that also i had my full faith that you know this is mindfulness for me so everyone has their unique mantra so in meditation i would just you know listen to my breath so in mindfulness terminology it is about paying attention to the present moment and for me my present moment was listening to my breath when i closed my eyes 
my mind wandered several times i would bring it back gently to my breath and sometimes i would also chant you know the mantra of vahe guru so the mind wandered wandered and wandered it went into the past it went into the future even while i was sitting in that <clears throat> i struggled and even thought of dropping out many times i also felt that it is not heading anywhere so yes staying in present is not that easy but yes it is not that difficult that we can't cultivate it so mindfulness here you know it's not only about paying attention it is paying attention with kindness you have to spread your arms you know around the best part that you have in you and around the messy part that you have in you with a lot of love that is called acceptance acceptance of your present self and the present moment now if i ask you <laughs> you you know three of you you have been listening to me for quite a while now so how many times did your mind wander maybe several times were you with me on every word that i said probably not <laughs> yeah yeah but yes <laughs> so the moment i say the moment i bring you back to my conversation so you will probably come back right so this is what mindfulness does to us so you know let let's just give ourselves a minute right now if i tell you to just close your eyes and feel your feet on the floor move your toes a little and sense your whole body sitting on a chair soften your jaw soften your teeth and feel your breath as it flows in and out just be here for a second now as you're ready allow yourself to breathe in and out and open your eyes so i'm sure you know your mind wandered because when i was uh <clears throat> cultivating it through this this is what my mentor taught me in that workshop i attended two two on this which came up with number of guided meditations my mind wandered but then i would gently gently bring it back to my breath my breath was my anchor your anchors can be different than mine so the idea is that what we practice grows stronger so if you're practicing frustration if you're in a habit of reaction if you're practicing re- reactions to your emotions they will grow stronger so similarly if we practice bringing our awareness from judgment back from evaluations back from distractions back to the present moment we are growing mindfulness so this is how i see mindfulness as so now i think over to you manpreet you can share your views on it um for me mindfulness is mostly using mindfulness in every week of life well i'm a very busy person and most of us are we have so many things in our lives going on at the same time and we tend to multitask and when we are doing multitasking what happens is that we are not paying attention on one particular task in fact we are spreading our attention and making it as widely available to all the 10 things that we are thinking of and that kind of tends to half-hearted effort and ends up with disastrous results sometimes now we might be successful at one of the things that we are doing but then the other nine suffer 
so mindfulness actually works for me in terms of being a mom and an entrepreneur and also being a learning coach um what happens with me is that i normally practice mindfulness whenever i am feeling any negative um emotion taking over me and i am a very emotional person so i get emotional very very quickly i'll just um, share an instance with you a few years ago um we i normally cycle to my children's school when i'm dropping them off so we cycle together it's not too far it's a mile away from our place so we cycle to that place and while we go the route has a few red lights and a few road crossings that we do now when my little one was younger he was only i guess only 7 7 years old uh we were crossing so it was like i would tell him when to cross and when to stop um as you guide your little ones and um the road is supposed to be a slow road and cars are supposed to come there slowly and while we were crossing suddenly a cl- uh, car came running towards us i asked him to stop but he did not stop at that point and he crossed the road and he missed we missed an accident by mere millimeter and i was so shocked and there was someone crossing nearby and they said what the hell are you doing so i was taken aback that i was shocked myself that mm-hmm. something happened we just missed an a big accident and somehow i started blaming myself because they shouted at me that it is my fault that i should have been more careful you know at that point i was so emotional overwhelmed that i'm not a good mother i this accident could have happened and it would have been my mistake now that is where mindfulness comes into play so at that mm-hmm. moment if i would have practiced mindfulness i would have thought okay something happened it was not in my control i was looking at the road and i was trying to be as cautious as possible but then something happened and we actually missed it it does not make me a bad mom it was just a slip of judgment so being more compassionate about your mistakes is also a part of mindfulness but thinking and being able to segregate those negative and positive uh, you know thoughts from your head okay something bad is coming in my head why is that happening so mindfulness activities or exercises help us segregate those thoughts they help us choose the thoughts that will help us and discard the thoughts that are not going to help us or the thoughts that will make us suffer so i believe everybody can actually practice mindfulness when they do something when they are doing something and something negative is coming in their head not just because of their own thought process it could be from someone yeah. else for example in my case i was already feeling low and somebody shouted at me and that kind of amplified the effect of that negative thought for me so at that point if i would have thought mindfully and be more compassionate towards myself i wouldn't have thought that i am a bad mom because i was doing the best i could at that point i wasn't doing something because i wanted to harm my child no not at all that was not my intention so for for you as well so if you're not able to do good at something that you wish you were good at 
that just is a learning process so think how you can do it better the next time rather than cursing yourself that i'm not good enough you know you need to be more compassionate about yourself so for me mindfulness is being present and being able to segregate my thoughts and choose the thoughts that will help me to grow and discard the thoughts that will make me suffer yeah yeah so you know i would like to add something here that uh, manpreet and i we we discussed this a lot that you know we always have a choice what we want to grow right we can i either grow you know self judgments by saying that you know i am not good enough people are not good for me this country is bad for me my life is not enough or we have a choice to be grateful to be compassionate to be kind to ourselves by you know uh, bringing those thoughts those positivities uh, in our life uh, which we can grow even larger and we can learn from our mistakes always and always so that was just perfect uh, so with this i have my next question why do you think mindfulness is important yeah so uh, i feel that uh, if we adopt you know uh, such a mindful attitude mindset so true tra- transformation can begin so paying attention to what is happening around us being by being less reactive so how we relate to daily events and experiences so this is all uh, about transformation this is transforming us so this is how it can uh, transfer from our life and we can lead a happier life for me um, the importance of mindfulness is as i said before it is in my every waking yeah. moment so mostly our stresses are generated from the points when we think of questions like this so when we are not getting what we want the second point of stress is getting what we do not want okay and the third could be we want to protect something that we already have and the fourth is the fear of losing what we are attached to or we are very very linked to or very emotional about okay so when these four questions arise we suffer from stress and very much distressing mind states with mindfulness you are un- you are able to understand your thoughts again which are helpful and which are not helpful because it lets you pause for that particular second and you helps you not go into that autopilot mode so if you know you're thinking about something okay this is my exam tomorrow and even for this podcast we had this podcast today and probably yeah. this is my first podcast today and um we were quite nervous and feeling nervous then i thought to myself okay what am i nervous about the worst can happen is that i'll fumble when i'm doing the podcast right i won't be able to answer a question is it the end of the world no it is not so let's forget about it let's not be nervous about it we are just sharing our experiences here we are not gurus there are people who have been working on mindfulness and researching on it for years and years we cannot equate them but what we are sharing here is something that will help others to start off with mindfulness take the baby steps like we have done in our lives okay so it can help you with the relationship it can help you in every single wake of life in every single area of your life be it a student be it an entrepreneur a mom and um a working woman making your balance in your life it can help you in every single moment because the reason we suffer 
is that when we have a negative thought we brood on it we keep making it bigger and bigger we construct several more stories on that little thing that we have thought you know a little thing starts a big big it just spirals into a bigger being and we want to stop that and mindfulness helps you to stop that because it kind of kills that negative thought before it be- becomes any bigger it helps you discard it away the moment it arises in your head that's what mindfulness helps you to do it helps you identify that look this is a danger zone don't go there <laughs> go into the area which yeah. is more positive so that's what mindfulness does to you as a person it makes it so much easy for you to take life on you know with this covid and everything hitting it gives you that space to breathe rather than brood over things that are not in your control uh, so my next question is how do i start being mindful like the smallest step we should take in consideration to being mindful yeah so uh, yes you can learn to be mindful at any time anywhere and while doing almost anything in your life so uh, right if you know you, you want to st- uh, start a day with uh, positivity you want to set your day bright so it is always best to align yourself you know your mind and body after waking up before we check emails on the phone right so right from that moment so for me uh, connecting with my breath works the best at that moment so another is that you know from mindful washing to cooking to walking to working out to sleep it can be anywhere yeah so i hope you agree with me manpreet on this <laughs> maybe Absolutely. you can take on yeah absolutely um basically with me uh, w- the steps that i take is so for example i'm getting up in the morning and it's normally starts with a school run most of my weekdays start with a school run and sometimes if i'm late in getting into bed or i've got work and i've been working late so i may might get late in the morning so instead of when i wake up the first thing that i think is obviously what is the time and if i'm already late i'll be thinking okay i'm late that's fine that is a reality i cannot change now so what i'm going to do am i going to think and hurry up and do whatever i want to do rather than putting a strategy in so what i would normally do is just sit in my bed for 2 seconds listen to the birds listen to see the view outside my window relish the view outside my window and be thankful that i've got this day and then strategize my day whether it's good job to just go get changed and go to the school or whether it'll i have enough time to bathe the kids get them ready and get to the school so it's about not being judgmental about anything so it's not end all and die all if i'm not able to bathe my kids in the morning so again not being judgmental i'm not saying that you shouldn't have any rules in your life i'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, practice good things in your life but when you miss out when you make a mistake do not do not make it do not spoil the entire effort that you put in for so many days just because of that one moment be compassionate towards yourself and think what is the best course of action what will take you through this situation rather than panicking or stressing out about that situation So for me that is what I do and that is my smallest step in mindfulness. So I take a moment and 
think what is best in this situation rather than blaming myself or somebody else for that situation to happen so that was perfectly said deep breathing really does help me as well so with this uh, my next question is do you think there's a difference between mindful meditation and mindfulness uh yeah so the two terms they are quite similar uh, with each other they have been used anonymously so mindfulness is an act of noticing or paying attention to the present moment right so you can carry out your daily routine working mindfully in the sense that it can be practiced anywhere anytime you do not always need a formal position to practice it like you know we just shared that it can be uh, done for at any time anywhere and for anything in your life so whereas meditation it is a formal practice which requires you to sit in a formal position and also you know these days you will see that if you read literature on mindfulness or if you see uh, the tools uh, of mindfulness they also talk about guided meditations so meditation is a tool that can be used to cultivate mindfulness so in this sense the, these both term, terms are different from each other yeah so anything that manpreet you have to add here yeah i think the basic difference between a mindful uh, meditation and mindfulness is that then when you do a mindful meditation you are actually sitting in a formal position you choose the time that you want to meditate you segregate a time of your life to actually do that okay so you have to do it specifically at a certain time in a certain position and what you're doing at the moment is you are training your mind to become mindful so when you're doing mindful meditation however mindfulness in itself is using it as a practice in your day to day activities so the examples that i've given so far are mostly mindfulness example not mindfulness meditation, meditation mindful meditation so when i'm doing mindful meditation that means i'm taking a certain 5 minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes it depends on everybody's capability and i think you should start small the more mammoth task you make it the more you will not be able to take the first step so start with a 1 minute mindful meditation wherein you take 1 minute of your life go in a room or a place where you feel most calm and just pay attention to your current thoughts and whenever you are doing that and whenever you think there are too many thoughts coming in your head you bring your thoughts back to your breathing so breathing can be an anchor it could be a sensation um maybe you're li- sitting at a car- on a carpet which is quite soft so you can bring your sensation back to that softness of the carpet it could be anything whatever works for you it could be breathing the reason we take breathing is because everybody breathes if you are alive you are breathing so breath is something which is readily available to every human being so that's why we use breathing as an anchor and it is constant it does not stop okay so that is the reason why we use breathing so again Mindful meditation is basically exercising and training your mind to become mindful that is when you are starting off and you can increase that time depending on your resilience and how much time you have and how much you want to do it it's every single time that you know it is mindfulness is not coming to you naturally you can take help of this tool so mindful meditation is basically the path to become mindful 
it I is. mean you can use it as a tool to cultivate it see we told you in the beginning that you know what you practice it grows stronger so it is a practice so that you know when next time you are put into a situation it comes to you naturally okay. so in the beginning you know we have been we have learned a way of reacting to things so to we need to break that habit so for that we need to sometimes intentionally cultivate certain things beautifully put up in words so i will ask you the next question are there any mindful questions i should ask myself on the daily basis um yeah so <laughs> i was last night i was sharing this with manpreet today that i was listening to a, a conversation uh, last night on me i i think it's a ted talk so by a monk <laughs> so where she says that we can ask three questions so am i having a good day am i having a bad day if you're having a bad day then why am i having that and how can i have a good day i think i can when, when i listened to her i felt although you know there are number of questions that one can ask can i pause without reacting if you are in a habit of reacting are you easily distracted can i watch my feelings without getting attached to them can i pay attention to the sounds around me these are number of questions but when i was listening to that monk i felt that these are the three, three questions that we can ask ourselves every day what about you manpreet true um like i agree with you completely that uh, what is most important to us at this point you know what matters most to me at this point that is my utmost question whenever i am in a situation uh, that i feel overwhelmed with i just ask me this particular question what matters the most to me right now so if i'm angry with my child is it because i want him to obey me or is it because my ego is getting you know <laughs> it is harming my ego or my ego is being challenged when something he's not doing is it because i want the best for him or is it because i want him to listen to me and do what i want him to do so what matters most to me the moment you answer this question the moment you find the answer to that question you'll find that the answers are very very small and they're not that complicated and they calm yes. yourself and they calm you down right away and then i always ask being a mom i always ask myself am i practicing what i'm preaching so i always think that how you want to be dealt with how you want to be how you want others to behave with you is the same way you should behave with others so if you're behaving badly with someone and you expect respect from them that's not going to happen not in this life at least they might do it <laughs> happens, through force uh, yeah this <laughs> happens with me in my practice also in my professional practice so when i'm telling people not to react you know when i'm telling them to identify their emotions and stay there detach yourself from that feeling you are not that emotion so i ask myself that am i also practicing it fully so this very uh, question you know uh, reminds me that the next time i am put into a situation i don't have to answer back if i don't like something maybe i can give a pause a brief pause 90 second pause you know it is said that if you are able to pause yourself for 90 seconds 
that emotion loses its starts to lose its value yeah it loses its grip on your reactions you know most yes. of our reactions are emotional driven so when you give that pause then your emotions start to lose the grip that you have <laughs> on your decisions those are the things that you should ask yourself so what matters most to me right now do i practice what i preach and you can when you're feeling unhappy then you think when do i feel most like me what is one thing that makes me feel the most happiest what is my happy place take yourself to that happy place at that point and you'll see that instantly your mindset changes instantly your emotional upheaval goes all calm down so recently i do this with myself you know so much is happening around me so much happens uh, in your life as well it's not only about pandemic that you know when i am unhappy i ask myself that why am i unhappy is it that i have a long list of uh, you know external situations on which i am dependent on i must be good i must love everyone unconditionally i must you know complete all the tasks am i outsourcing my happiness and then the moment you it's also mindfulness is also about the right questioning which you will you know learn yourself once you start doing it if you believe in you know you that you have a desire to detach yourself from that feeling you will definitely ask yourself this question and you'll get an answer so ma'am do you think mindfulness is beneficial for people to manage their emotions and their thoughts i think yes yes that is what we have been talking about detaching here means that you know so for example if i did not like a conversation that happened between me and my friend so i am feeling angry about it right so my you know habit tells me that you know i should reply back there and then how dare she say that to me right but on the other hand if i am just identifying that yes the conversation was painful so i stay with that i acknowledge that emotion i it doesn't mean that i am bottling it up you know but i am finding a different way to deal with it rather than reacting there and then you know so i am thinking that okay fine this i am not angry here this is anger in me this is how i am detaching myself by doing the right reasoning with myself so the moment i do this the moment i take a pause it stops me from replying back it gives me that space to detach myself from that feeling right so i choose that i do not have to be controlled by that emotion i will reason it out later when i am stable it's not that i will not talk about it but maybe when i talk about with her later on i will not react or hurt her back so this is how i am dealing with my emotions differently through mindfulness the emotions and our body they are not separate we think that our emotions are separate from our body but they are not different our mind actually gives us the same pain when we are emotionally hurt as we get when we are physically hurt okay yeah. so they are all entwined together whenever we come through these thoughts sometimes nothing happens and we thought up something and we start becoming emotional or we start feeling sad about it because we thought of someone who was in pain probably or an uh, a particular 
you know uh, experience that we had that were very, that was very helpful to us it's not happening right now but that thought itself brings us pain now what mindfulness does is first of all it helps us to segregate those negative and positive thoughts as we have been saying so it tells us okay this is a positive thought it will make me go to the happy place this is a negative thought it is not going to help me so what do i do after that is what i'm practicing in mindfulness i'm trying to segregate these bad and good thoughts and holding on to the positive thoughts and getting rid of those negative thoughts now when i am in an emotional state where somebody has hurt me or said something that hurt me as hashmeet said that i would not react right away i would not go into autopilot and mindfulness helps me do that the more i practice mindfulness i am able to see the perspective of that person as well maybe they are saying those words because they have been hurt from something that i did or they are just projecting those feelings from someone somewhere else it happens with a lot of people isn't it they have anger on someone else they are angry because of something else but they project their anger on a third person that happens with all of us we are angry with something not happening at the happening at the work and my child comes in knocks the door he's not done anything wrong and i shouted why are you knocking at my door i'm working can you not see he didn't do anything wrong but i am projecting my anger from my earlier frustration from something else mindfulness helps you identify those places where you are projecting anger or negative emotions from one instance to another one it helps us get rid of those negative emotions in the right way rather than hurting others through those negative emotions or hurting ourselves you know when we are not able to project it on anyone's what people do some people self harm they harm themselves when they are really frustrated when they are not able to express their feelings in any way they start doing self harm that also can be rectified through mindful thinking it's so calming just listening to you guys literally actually <laughs> thank you so i want to ask you next question are there any benefits of mindfulness on physical health yeah so you know a uh, uh, number of researchers and are telling us they have suggested that you know certain relaxation practices especially breathing and body scan body scan is one of the techniques that is being used uh, in mindfulness based stress reduction programs which was first started by uh, john kabat-zinn so he says that you know those practices uh, they increase the level of immunity fighting cells so breathing and body scan both so those who practice mindfulness uh, studies have shown that they had significantly greater reductions in their blood pressure then uh, for example if i you know i have done this anulom vilom i have a sinusitis so i used to do I still do it. I take out 15 minutes any time in the day to practice this breathing exercise. So it has helped me to improve respiratory sinus problem. Yeah. So and other than this, uh, psychological benefits are more. So number of studies they have also uh, indicated that mindfulness even uh, helps you to uh, take a better sleep. It calms you down. 
so if you put your phones away and practice certain mindfulness practices before you have to go to sleep so it will induce sleep quickly and you'll uh, go into a deeper state of sleep which means that you know your uh, it has been studied by neuroscientists that uh, deep sleep is a stage where you have uh, uh, highly accelerated gamma activity which is known to induce relaxation so that is seen with a uh, regular mindfulness practice other than this uh, so if you work out mindfully not overdo it like if you go to a gym the instructor tells you to work out for like 2.5 hours or you know the new lifestyle that we are adopting in this new normal binge eating and then working out double that's not mindfulness but if you work out mindfully so it is definitely going to uh, restore your balance it is going to align your body and mind and also it is going to benefit uh, you with with a good health and body okay i feel that most of these physical ailments that come into our body are not just because of external or a hormonal you know changes most of them happen due to our increased level of stress i feel that myself now i've always been an average person you know it's not good to be average but i feel proud that i'm an average person i'm neither too loud i'm neither too um, quiet i'm neither too good i'm neither too bad so i'm in the middle in always um so i have always done things in moderation as well so whenever i feel something overwhelming or something increasing or changing that balance so i always try to balance my emotions whenever i feel that something is actually disregarding that balance and affecting my balance what i do is i do a mindfulness scan i do a scan to my internal scan to my body and see what's going on with my body why is my balance being disturbed is it something because i'm is it due to something that somebody's said is it due to something that i'm thinking is it due to the million things that i've got to do and i've not been able to prioritize them what is the reason behind that so the moment i pinpoint that reason i will try to rectify that imbalance isn't it so mindfulness what it provides is your ability to scan your inner lens landscape so you will not wake up one day thinking that oh i never knew but i have developed cancer no that's not going to happen because you are going to you know feel every sensation in your life because you're living in the present so if there's a pain happening in your ankle you won't avoid it or you won't ignore it for next one year you will go and get it checked by the doctor so you would not ignore any sensation in your in your body physically or mentally even with diabetes or covid for that matter researchers have shown that stress increases your vulnerability to actually get those diseases and the moment you relieve your stress you do these mindfulness exercises and you relieve those stresses you are less vulnerable to contract any of those um you know any of yeah. those uh, ailments that are all around us i also believe you know when they do these um, medicinal tests you know when a new medicine comes into the market they do a test which is that half of the people are given actually the medicine and half of them are actually given saline water 
Do you know why it would be? Can you answer me that, Ash? Yeah. Actually, I think basically it's our of mind that helps us to recover. If if even if we are not getting medicine, and if it's in our head that we are getting cured, then we'll get cured. Absolutely. So see, that is yeah. the power of thoughts. So. with the power of thoughts there are people who have actually depre- uh, developed depression because they think that they are depressed they think that there are situations around us that should make them depressed they cannot believe how can we be happy in such a situation now that's possible you know there could be a person who is in a very distressing situation but still be at the top of the world because of his or her mind's thoughts the way he or she thinks so i think mindfulness uh, actually targets the main part of your well being which is your mind and then mind helps you with any kind of physical physical well being or getting you into any kind of physical ailment so i think that's why mindfulness is so important and it has immense physical health benefits as well yeah so yes. perfect example here is you know in uh, so many times we get clients who say that you know my medical reports are clear but i felt that i was having a heart attack number of times you know doctor has been telling me that there is nothing your reports are all clear like you know a very uh, known person in my family so he complains of irritable bowel syndrome right so the reports tell him that you know it is clear you have no issues at all with your digestion it's all in your mind just because you had a surgery once in your lifetime so now you have started believing that you have something in you so the moment he diverts his attention the moment you start talking to him you know you start into the you start watching a movie with him or you go for a walk with him he feels that you know he's he doesn't complain of any problem otherwise he'll tell you that you know he's having a stomach ache he's having digestion issues he the food that he had in the lunch was not good for him so that is how it works again a classic example hashmeet would be children who fall sick before their exams there's so many yeah, of them exactly. that is all because of stress it's not because of any physical yeah. ailment that they have gone you know yeah. so that's the power of mind So whenever I had an exam, so I would you know carry a water bottle with me that I would feel that you know I would feel a lot of sweat. I would sweat profusely, and I don't even if I work out for an hour, I don't sweat that much. <laughs> so it's all in the mind. Yes. So uh, I wanted to ask you: Is mindfulness same as concentration, or are there is there a difference between them? all right so see concentration is uh, in literal terms it means one pointedness right so for example if i'm watching a movie so i'm focusing on the tv serial and sitting with my family we all are fo- focusing on that we are highly concentrated so i'm not even mindful of the moment that you know maybe my body is demanding me a glass of water maybe i want to go and you know go to the washroom right so i'm not aware of my i'm not focusing on what my inner demands are i'm not focusing on my inner experiences so i'm just concentrating on that so this is how you know concentration is different from mindfulness yeah so concentration is directionless basically i would say in mm-hmm. one word while mindfulness it has got a particular direction where it helps you to um concentrate on your present situation and brings you back to your present 
present and helps you sense the various sensations that are around you so you are present in the present moment while concentration actually takes you away from that present moment it concentrates all your mental ability on a one point and it could be constructive it could be destructive so when my child is sitting in front of you know uh, a video game and he's playing for an hour he's completely concentrated but he's not mindful he's uh, holding his uh, he's not going to the toilet he's holding it for so long he is not even aware that his foot has been under the laptop for so long and it is getting hot so he's not aware of the sensations that are happening in his body even when he's concentrating on something right but when he is mindful he will know what's happening around him so what mindfulness is awareness of your being while concentration can take you away from that being yeah that's so, a short answer yeah exactly yes <laughs> we can we have a choice we can concentrate on bad thoughts we can keep on concentrating on that and we can concentrate on the positive thoughts and so we I can would... concentrate on like anything and everything true and there's one more element to concentration most of the time concentration is forced when we yeah. tell our children concentrate concentrate on your studies what are you thinking why are you not able to read and learn it for so long you have been going on and on with this for one hour but you have still not been able to learn it why why are you not concentrating so we have to force our concentration but mindfulness picks the objects of attention notices when the attention has gone astray and it gently guides it back the object of attention so you are doing it intentionally you are doing you're not forcing yourself but you're aware that this has happened i need to come back and it is self driven while concentration is mostly forced i just want to say one thing i'm actually deeply moved with all this conversation today some uh, it's like sometimes you have known about something but you never give it that much thought you know uh, mm-hmm. are, uh, are there any other tools that will that you think are specifically important for mindfulness yeah so the tools that we we we, we have already told you the tools yeah that are naturally available to us so if you think or if someone thinks that they cannot self practice right so you can find number of other ways to demonstrate the connection between between your thoughts feelings and behavior so there are several paid and unpaid mindfulness apps available to you these days so i would just like to mention some of the well known apps which are authentic right insight timer is one of the apps smiling mind ucla mindful i've used it myself it is a great app to know about what is mindfulness and also to get you uh, to mindful uh, get you to cultivate mindfulness then there are a number of children's picture books also which can not uh, only be helpful to kids but to adults as well right so these books they sensitize us towards you know discovering the present moment how to be kind to our emotions so the books they are written in simple language and they convey insightful messages yeah so number of other exercises they are available online on these authentic apps so otherwise you'll get many links or if you google mindfulness but not all are authentic do not all make sense right mm, i also feel that um, although apps are good but as long as you yourself do not have the willingness to 
cultivate yeah. mindfulness in yourself none of, none of these apps or the gadgets are going to work i have even seen uh, you know these uh, flutes that monks use and they are available online and people can come back and use mindfulness um, use them to actually practice mindfulness i don't know how i haven't done those but those are the tools that are available there are lots of things that are available in the market but for me i feel that one minute of mindful meditation increases my time to slowly uh, slow down my you know automatic reactions uh, then also observing your environment more intently for example if i'm walking uh, for the school run um, you notice things which are around you if there's snowfall then you recognize that there's frost it is shining through the sun is shining through so those little things bring calm your mind so quickly that you'll be amazed how quickly they do that okay looking at a little pup who is around you just slow down focus on one task at a time rather than trying to multitask that is something that helps me then paying attention to routine task when you're washing utensils pay attention to how warm the water is how slippery the soap is whether you need more whether you don't need sometimes you're thinking of 10 different things when we are doing these routine tasks and we keep reminding ourselves oh this is such a mundane task oh this is such a mundane task you shouldn't be doing that because the moment you do that you are cultivating negative thoughts in yourself and you're making that little work that would have taken 5 minutes it takes more time because you're not paying attention to that same task and then last and foremost for me is accepting my feelings without judging so whether they are right or wrong i know that i'm feeling something but it does not make me a bad person if i'm feeling jealousy i just find why i'm feeling a je- a pang of jealousy at that time rather than thinking oh why am i feeling jealousy am i a bad person no i'm not judging myself i'm just feeling jealousy because probably i don't have what the other person have and i want to have it so instead of feeling jealousy at that point i will probably change my feeling of jealousy into something that is more like admiration and i'll follow and put the effort that that person has put in to be able to achieve that so that's my take on the tools so i'm talking about the tools that are internally present with you rather than just the apps and the gadgets so the last question for our session would be do you think mindfulness is shuff- is sufficient for people to change i believe that mindfulness is a tool when applied to different areas of your life it amplifies the benefits resulting from each activity there definitely are other factors that come into play when practicing mindfulness so in my opinion mindfulness would not be sufficient in itself if you're looking at a change so let's say you are trying to change your body the way it looks okay you cannot just sit do mindful meditation and think okay i am fat okay that's a negative thought i'm not i'm going to discard it but you don't do anything to get that thought out of your mind okay you don't do the exercise that is needed for keeping your body in uh, body fit you are not doing the effort that is needed to get yourself in a better state then mindfulness is not going to help you mindfulness works best when you combine it with the other activities which are necessary to bring about that change so if you become an if you want to become a better student just thinking mm-hmm. 
and not judging yourself that i'm a bad student just saying that i'm a bad student is not going to help so mindfulness comes into play and it tells you that you're not a bad student you just need to put a lot of effort okay you need to put take some steps to become better know why you are practicing mindfulness the first thing is you need to know the reason why you want to practice mindfulness there should be a goal when you are looking at mindfulness then we want to work with non attachment so if a thought comes we do not want to be too attached with that thought again that will help you to discard the negative thoughts so if somebody has said that oh you don't have the personality to do that presentation you know a lot of people think that you have to have a personality to be able to be presentable in front of an audience but tell me how many good speakers have the best personality not many of them it is their thoughts their ideas that make them look attractive to us because we admire the kind of thinking that they have it's not their physical outlook only yes some of them are brilliantly handsome looking and beautiful looking people and it helps you attract the audience in the beginning but after they open their mouth it might just go out of the window you might not feel that that person is good enough if they do not have the thought process okay so mindfulness tells you that one thing is not so do not get too attached to that ideas that the world has generated around us so mindfulness will help you in that um you need to have that kind of perspective so if you're too attached to that you know past experiences that you have had and you do not want to let go of them mindfulness cannot help you you need to have the willingness to get out of that clutches of your past experience and then have a personal responsibility there is no point noticing the thought that you are craving sugar and not letting it pass or noticing the thought that you are distracted and not taking any action to bring back your attention so mindfulness in itself i feel i might be wrong and people could have different opinions i don't feel that it is sufficient in itself to bring about the change you have to have other factors that influence and you need to combine mindfulness with all those factors like for example exercise more effort willingness your resilience all those things need to be combined with mindfulness to get the best best result so with this uh, i would like to ask you the last uh, thing do you have any message for the listeners of our podcast yeah i think uh, just stay mindful anywhere anytime and anything that you do in your life and for me i think mindfulness is all about being compassionate about yourself and for others so just pay attention to what thoughts you're thinking and why you're thinking take a pause in every activity that you do and be present in the moment that's all and you know the current circumstance uh, pandemic has taught us to you know appreciate what we have to be mindful of uh, what we have and not to focus on about the things that we are deprived of or the things that we do not have rather than focus on what we have and make it better and better Thank you Manpreet ma'am and Harshmeet ma'am for being a guest today at Cyclone. Thank you for thank you for your valuable time. I hope you both enjoyed our discussion today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you for Yes, thank you so much Akansha and Ash for having us here. And also I want to thank you to all our listeners for tuning in with us today. We hope this podcast is helpful to you and you have got some insights for it. 
थैंक यू एवरीवन